Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. As I study the Bible, I often find myself wishing that I could have access to the thoughts of hundreds of different Bible students regarding any given passage. I'm grateful for the many printed commentaries, the scholars, the theologians, the learned writers, and I enjoy reading their conclusions and their observations. But as I consider each Bible book, chapter, and verse, I would also love to read the thoughts of faithful pastors who have studied and taught the Bible to their congregations for decades, of evangelists who have faithfully preached God's Word to untold crowds, large and small, of missionaries who've worked to study the Bible, then introduce it to people who are completely unfamiliar with it, adapt it to their culture, and even translate it into their language, country preachers, pastors of congregations large and small, devoted deacons who love the Lord and who know the Bible better than some pastors do, Sunday school teachers who've taught generations of boys and girls the same Bible stories again and again. I'm certain that these godly people would have so much edifying insight to share with their brothers and sisters in Christ, and their spirit-led investigation of the scriptures would be no less valuable than the thoughts of the scholar whose commentaries sell many thousands of copies. And that's why, whenever I meet someone who's a diligent, spirit-filled student of God's Word, I encourage them to strive to put the results of their studies on paper to be a help to other students of the Bible. None of us should think that we're going to be the expert Bible teacher. But every believer who diligently strives to rightly divide the word of truth has some valuable perspective to contribute. It's in that spirit that I share with you a very brief summary of a 43-week study of the book of James that I presented to our church several years ago. I pray you find it helpful. The epistle of James was penned by the Apostle James, not the brother of John, but the man who is referred to as James the Less, the man who became the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, and the man who appears to have been the cousin of Jesus. Church history tells us that he was nicknamed James the Just, and it was said of him that his knees became as hard as camels in consequence of his habitual supplication and kneeling before God. Many believe that the book of James was the first New Testament book to be penned, and it was surely among the earliest. The theme of the book of James is faith at work, and the key words of the book are faith and works. The word faith is used 12 times in the book of James, which is among the highest per chapter use of the word faith in the New Testament. The word works is used 10 times in the book of James, which is tied with Titus for the highest per-chapter use of the word in the New Testament. The key verse of James is James 2.18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. A careless reader might assume that James's teaching that the believer is justified by his works is a response to Paul's teaching in Romans that we're justified by faith without works. That assumption, however, 
is not only incorrect, it is also impossible, since James was penned before Romans. H.A. Ironside wrote, A careful examination of these letters will show that they were treating of altogether different subjects. Paul was dwelling on justification before God, James on justification before men. The book of James is called a general epistle because it's not addressed to a specific church, but to a general group of people, to Jews living outside of Israel after being scattered by persecution. Each chapter of James presents an area of life where the believer's faith should manifest itself in his works. James chapter 1 speaks of faith at work in enduring temptation, and the key verse is verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. James chapter 2 describes faith at work in your treatment of people, and the key verse is verse 8. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. James chapter 3 tells about faith at work in the use of your tongue. And the key verse is verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. James chapter 4 teaches us about faith at work in personal humility. The key verse is verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And James chapter 5 explains faith at work in patience and prayer. And there are two key verses. Verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. And, verse 16, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Christian, don't be content with a faith that doesn't affect the way you live. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.